Hi, my name is Isaiah and in this episode of our gender-based violence podcast, I wanted to discuss the topics relating these issues to gender and race. Before I start, I'd like to let you know that some of these topics will be quite triggering, such as sexual harassment, assault and racism, so viewer discretion is advised. Please be mindful of your own well-being also and feel free to skip sections that you may be uncomfortable with. We are the Wandsworth Youth Council. We started this podcast to raise awareness and educate the public about gender-based violence. According to the UNHCR, gender-based violence refers to harmful acts directed towards individuals based on gender equality, the abuse of power and harmful norms. We are releasing these for the 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence, which is an international campaign to raise awareness and educate about prevention of violence against women and girls and marginalised genders, though we are aware that gender-based violence does occur in all people. Uh, according to Our Streets Now, public ser- sexual harassment is unwanted and unwelcomed attention, sexual advances and intimidating behaviour that occurs in public spaces, both in person and online, is usually directed towards women and often oppressed oppressed groups within society however it can be experienced by all um stop street harassment has said that 64 percent of women all ages have experienced unwanted sexual harassment in public places i feel like this research really highlights how important a topic it is to, to address and even though we can never really fully quantify or define such a complex experience it's really great that we're having these research and having these investigations to really make people aware of how important this issue is and how relevant it is to current society right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, it's really it's important to like, realise how like, prevalent it is in people's lives and how affected people can be by it. Because I think a lot of people think, I've never seen it happen or... I've never heard of anyone it's happened to. But then when you hear like high percentages, you kind of would realise that it does happen to a lot more people than some may think. And I think this is a lot of the problem, that people don't realise how much it happens and don't realise how much it affects people. It, it might be someone just saying a comment, but it could really affect someone for a long, someone for a long time. I think we also need to acknowledge that harassment in public places will affect everyone. Even if it doesn't directly affect you, your mindset will be changed by the fact that it exists and you realise that it exists. We all need to get the bus, we all need to get the train, we all need to be out in public spaces and for a lot of people simply doing that can be very stressful and very anxiety provoking. And I feel like it's important to talk about these things as well so that people are very much like aware like this goes on in public transport how to spot the signs and I feel like a lot of the time I don't know whether it's a culture like I was speaking to someone and it's kind of a British culture sort of thing to like mind your business even though it can be a good thing sometimes but like just staying out of things but being like a bystander to watching like sexual harassment or maybe not even realising that sexual harassment is happening and knowing to like spot the signs and knowing what you can do to help others or to report it or to even ask if somebody's okay or if they're safe just little things like that I feel like it's good to have these discussions to help like raise awareness 
and so that people can be better people because I feel like most do want to be better. Yeah, I agree. And I think how you said that it can happen in lots of different places and it happens like on public transport and it can happen going on a walk, coming home from school. It can happen in so many different places and I think it, it really can cause people to not quite be afraid of going out but kind of have to be a lot more wary than they should have to be. And I think it can also make those places more traumatic to go to if, if it's been an experience you've had on public transport. You might forevermore be a lot more wary of being there because of that experience. And I think it does have really long-lasting effects. And I don't think people should have to feel like they have to be a lot more vigilant when they're out. Because a lot of the time, like you said, like... Some people might be scared to go out or some people might change their behaviour when they're out and it's like people should be able to have the freedom. A lot of the times, I know this is going a little bit off topic but it's not, um, a lot of the times with things like victim blaming as well, it can, like, this complaints of victim blaming, like with some things people wear or some people wear things like to express themselves in different ways, but a lot of the time people might have to change their behaviours, change what they wear, change how they speak just to feel safe if that makes sense and I feel like it's a wrong mindset that can stem from victim blaming because it's like a lot of the times when people are like victims of things like sexual harassment especially sexual harassment in public um, I feel like the first point of call is never to ask if they're okay and why the perpetrator carried out and did what they did it's always oh but what did the victim do and it's like we need to stop questioning the victim straight away it shouldn't be our first point of defense like obviously in some cases not specifically for sexual harassment because i definitely feel like with sexual harassment there's not really anything a victim can do that can make sexual harassment like right or justifiable but in a lot of cases even outside of sexual harassment i feel like victim blame is just such a toxic cultural thing that we have going on here and it's just not right like victims are victims for a reason and we need to stop blaming them for things that are out of their control and even if people want to use how someone dresses was in their control why shouldn't somebody be able to dress how they like if it's not harming anybody else yeah, I completely agree. I find it so strange and so harmful how if you go into school and you get one of these talks on sexual harassment or any kind of education at all, it all focuses on don't go out late at night, don't drink, don't take drugs, dress a certain way, look a certain way, look like you know where you're going, do all of these things and that doesn't fix the problem. It's just giving yourself this kind of illusion of safety when the problem is still right there and we all need to go out in public, we all need to do these things and simply feeling more safe because you've listened to this teacher and that teacher and whoever's educating you and telling you what to do doesn't fix the problem and you're still likely to be Okay, but then what could what could schools do better than to teach to teach young people how to I think it's be, be be safer and protect themselves against public sexual harassment because realistically a perpetrator is gonna perpetrate anyway. Um, that, that was actually going to be one of my points I do want to talk about what, why does public sexual harassment even happen yeah. um, like, like, like what, 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 are the, what are the reasoning inside of a perpetrator's head that, that's like hey I'm, I'm, this feels like the appropriate I feel like it stems from what you're taught especially when you're young and like at home at school and education environments all of that because I feel like 
if you're taught a certain mind oh and power and if you're taught to think with a certain mindset or you learn from others with a certain mindset i feel like in a lot of perpetrators heads maybe subconsciously i don't i would i would like to think that most people don't want to be that horrible and want to be their best but i feel like when you're taught certain things maybe it just becomes easier to be a perpetrator and i feel like some perpetrators probably don't even know what they're doing or like the harm of what they're doing which is even more problematic in itself because of what they have been taught around these issues because even though like this like sexual harassment 100% happens to men too and I feel like that's definitely should be highlighted also but this isn't the point I have right now I feel like a lot of the times whenever you're taught about sexual harassment or anything like that it's always directed of what women shouldn't do and it's not really getting to the root of the issue like why do a lot of men do this in the first place and it's always like teaching girls to be polite teaching girls to cover up teaching girls to do this and that and it's just like why should women have to act a certain way for a lot of not just irresponsible like men who have like corrupt behavior i don't know the music word corrupt but I don't really know the word right now, but have different attitudes and like toxic behaviors. In an ideal world, you wouldn't have to teach a girl how to how to be, you know, how to act in order to protect herself from public sexual harassment. But if you can do something, if you know that something will help, and you're choosing not to do it, you're partially responsible for taking the risk. You're going out of your way to take a risk that you don't have to take. And, and, and so, so I, I feel like it, it, just to disagree, I, I do think it's very important to teach, especially vulnerable people, in this case women, for public sexual harassment, how to be, how, how to be safe or reduce I, the risk I, of that. Of that I feel like it's that important happening. to teach both, really, in the sense of more teach men, not, not just men, because a lot of women do it too, but teaching everyone like to conduct themselves a certain way i do agree like sometimes some people do put themselves at more risk but i don't think anyone intentionally goes out and i know that's not what you're saying to intentionally be sexually harassed but at the same time i also believe that more so teaching everybody the same thing so that it's fair and how can we teach boys is to make them also I, i get what you're saying i do but i think the fact that you're saying it's that they're kind of putting themselves at risk. I do understand. But if you think about the word public, public is an area for everyone. And so someone should be able to go to the shops to walk down the street without being stared at or shouted at or touched or whatever whatever it is. That is public sexual harassment. And it's not the fact that they should be taught to not do that because you could literally walk down one road in the middle of the day and still be publicly sexually harassed but it doesn't really I don't think the fact that they're teaching us things like don't go out at night and I know that they kind of have to but I think sometimes it's kind of making it seem like certain actions will exactly lead to being publicly sexually harassed but I don't think it's like that I don't think it's that straightforward because I think you could be out in the middle of the day in the busiest area and do everything right and be wearing completely nothing revealing and still be sexually harassed and that's the thing that's I think that 
when people are being taught about it, they're not being taught so that it's understood. It's being taught so that it seems like everything is very straightforward. They're not understanding the, the complexity. I think they're not really acknowledging it. I think there's risks in everything. And yes, we should be aware of those risks. Yes, we should be aware and be educated that some sexual harassers are looking for opportunities, are looking for someone with a short skirt, who's looking that way, who's drunk, who's whatever. We should be taught that doing those things does reduce risk, but what we shouldn't be taught is don't do that. It's the same thing as the sex education or the drugs education or anything like that. We shouldn't be taught don't have sex, don't drink, don't do all of these things. We should acknowledge that everything has risks. We should acknowledge the risks, we should know what they are, and we should take our own steps because in the end we all have freedom to do our own thing. And I feel like another part of education is we shouldn't only acknowledge victims do this, victims do that, because for every victim there's a perpetrator. There's a lot of perpetrators. And we really need to focus on how we shouldn't be perpetrators. Because everyone is a potential perpetrator, we're all only a few steps off. And I think the approach to it should really change. Rather than shaming people out of having sexual desires, out of having these kind of thoughts, we should simply tell them how your feelings in is okay, how you express that must be appropriate. I completely agree. I feel like it's just like teaching people don't want to say what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, but teaching people mindfulness and empathy and just respecting others genuinely. Because a lot of cases, I feel like, with sexual harassment, sometimes I don't feel like sexual harassment is deliberately... Like, sexual harassment can also be verbal, and I feel like a lot of people are... I don't want to say uneducated. I want to say undereducated, or they don't necessarily realise or haven't been taught that what they're saying is wrong or they may have been misinformed about something so maybe they or some people that are genuinely ignorant but for the most part I feel like a lot of times where with verbal sexual harassment anyway a lot of people won't necessarily know what they're saying is wrong I don't think we should call perpetrators uneducated in the sense that everyone is educated on different viewpoints maybe their teacher didn't tell them anything but their mum did their cousin did their friend did everyone is educated they're just getting given different opinions and the one opinion of your school teacher or whatever isn't going to do much compared to your family or religion everything like that so i think we should acknowledge how all of these things together may make someone more likely to be a perpetrator may make them more likely to be a victim may just encourage different mindsets um so if we're considering um solutions to public sexual harassment um the first thing that comes to mind for me is is changing the culture um, because I'm sure in some cultures, or in some cultures uh, and countries, public sexual harassment is near to not. Ba barely ever happens compared to Britain or America, where it's very common. How would we change the culture to reduce the amount of public sexual harassment on our streets? I don't think there's any place where it doesn't happen, really. I think it does happen everywhere. I think in, it is, as you say, more controlled maybe in certain places. But I think it does happen everywhere, and it's kind of the I don't I don't know how to change the culture. Really. I haven't decided. Well, what 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 could we do to improve it then? I feel like maybe informing people and making people more aware and making people more empathetic of others and understanding of like what they're doing and how what they're doing, how doing certain things can be harmful. I feel like I feel like a lot of people don't like go out of their way to harass people. I hope. I don't know if it's me being naive, but 
I'd love to hope that. So I feel like a lot of the cases can be shut down, especially if you're taught from like younger years, like what not to do or like. I feel like in terms of changing the culture, there's nothing we can directly to do do to just stop people from thinking a certain way. That's never gonna work. And I feel like you could say the same thing about police and crime. You have loads of police. The police are super strict. They're going around killing everyone. That doesn't stop crime. That just means crime is now committed by the citizens and the police, right? So I don't think the right approach is to simply shame everyone out of any kind of feelings that could possibly lead to harm, increase punishments, increase police, increase all of these things, send everyone to jail for life and catcalling one woman. I don't think that's the solution. I think everyone in the end is going to have their own viewpoints and people are naturally good people. We feel bad when we do something bad. And yes, there are bad people out there, but they're usually not bad out of simply being bad people. They're bad out of having a culture around it, which will naturally go away if we stop. That's a really good point. And as you say, it's kind of educating people as to how, how they're affecting other people. And I think it's by the people around you. And if the people around you are seeing what you're doing and saying, like, and the other people who are giving you the realization, the harm you're doing, I think that's like, that will give you, like, that will make an impact. And I think teaching people to have the ability to say, hang on, like, to have the ability to actually question other people's actions. I think you agree with what you have to say. I feel like other people and the general culture around a place or a person or anything like that will really influence how you think and feel about things even if it's not today. But it's like that thing in school where the boys go around saying, that's gay, that's gay, that boy's gay or whatever, but to anyone that you don't like. And even if they're not homophobic, everyone's going around hearing that. Even if they're never meant to be homophobic in the first place, everyone's going around thinking that, thinking, person you don't like, gay, associating them together. And that's sort of how these things start to bloom in areas where even if they're not encouraged by their teachers or their parents or anything like that, it does spread around. I feel yeah. like it all starts individually and even if you just take this and think about it and more so you speak with people about it, you don't necessarily have to but even you just having a change of mindset personally, whoever you are listening right now, I feel like that's a good step in itself because it shows some level of care and some level of being able to like kind of address issues maybe within yourself that you might not know you have. Like, If a lot of people <laughs> correct somebody or if a lot of people are telling you something as a person, you're going to absorb that, whether you're absorbing it like consciously or unconsciously. And if a lot of people make you aware of what you're doing is wrong, I feel like that surely will soak in and then that can kind of diminish the culture a little bit. Still on the train, have a think about everyone around you. If you're in a packed tube, there's 100 people in the carriage. Think about how many of these people don't feel safe right now and just acknowledge and feel aware within yourself and hopefully more people will become aware. So first of all could you just start with your name and your job title and the company that you work for? Yeah so I'm Vicky Robinson and I'm the operational support manager at the Survivors Trust. Yeah absolutely so we're um, a national UK membership organisation for specialist rape and sexual abuse services uh, throughout the UK. Um, so in a nutshell um, we look after and represent all the little specialist um, organisations throughout the UK that support survivors of rape and sexual abuse. 
uh, we've got 121 members um, and between them, they provide a range of services for men, women, children, young people, anyone who's been affected by sexual violence or abuse at any point in their lives. Uh, we provide support for family members as well, uh, professionals, carers, partners, so anyone who's affected directly or indirectly by sexual abuse. Um, do you have any advice that you want to give, that you would want to give to survivors? Um, just to know that you're not alone, basically. Um, whatever has happened to you, um, however long ago it was as well, there is support out there for you if you need it. Um, you just need to reach out. You won't be judged. You will be listened to. You will be believed. You will be respected as well. Um, you can we will not tell you what to do. We will talk through your options with you. You don't have to report what happened to you to the police. You don't need to share it with anyone else if you don't want to, um, but we will be there to listen and believe and to go through your options with you. We, um, we get calls from people, as do our member agencies, who have kind of, they haven't spoken to anyone about it for literally decades. Um, we get calls from people who are 80 odd years old and they were abused as children and they've kind of lived with this all their lives. And then something happens that makes them reach out and, and seek support. So it, it's never too late. Um, and it doesn't matter what happened or what other people have told you about what happened. We're, we're there for you and we will support you. And there is a way forward. So our helpline is 08088 010818. Um, and our website is www.thesurvivorstrust.org. In this episode, I've briefly covered topics of gender inequality and other topics and issues. I really do hope that all of you found this episode interesting and I'm deeply grateful to everyone that's listening. And now I'd like to give a list of some charities that I believe would be helpful. If you identify as a man, you could go to Survivors UK, which are a very supportive charity for men who have faced sexual violence. Women's Aid is also a great charity for, that supports women who have faced GBV slash sexual based violence. In London, I know that we've got Safe for London, which is a charity that helps youth who face sexual violence slash gender-based violence. And finally, Refuge is a great charity that support with GBV and sexual violence also. Once again, thank you for watching our podcast and I hope you have a great day.